we all have that one co-worker who's just a little bit strange. Uh, a bit of a loner with a gap in their resume that they never talk about. They are usually harmless, if a bit absent at the Christmas party. But when your co-workers suddenly start becoming mysteriously ill with a so-called virus, and only the tea boy is fit and healthy, it might be worth making your own cuppa for a while, particularly if that tea boy is Graham Young. Welcome, ghoul friends and spook daddies. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Horror House. I am Amy. And I am Dom. And if I was serving tea to all our lovely listeners, um, the only thing I would lace it with is a little drop of sunshine. Oh. Um, sorry, I couldn't even... I can, I can, That's I can, cute. Gross. <laughs> um, oh, God, that was horrible. I'm so sorry. That wasn't me at all, was it? Um... Dom, how you doing? I think a demon took over your body for a second there, right? Yeah. I, I, as I said it, I was like, do you know what? I'm surprised I'm not gagging on it. <laughs> That's what she said. Um, yeah. Sorry about that. I'll go back to me. I mean, I mean the the listeners appreciate the, the, the cuteness, to be fair, uh, I'm sure. Um if I if I made tea for people, I would lace it with sugar, spice, and everything nice. It's and maybe I was about to say maybe cyanide, but I don't want to give too much away. Um, maybe cyanide. <laughs> maybe after this episode, you'll have a few more ideas of things that you could lace it with. Maybe, maybe. Um, and I make a really good cup of tea, apparently. So that could. That could be my modus operandi. Is I'm actually drinking a hot drink tea. tonight. I've foregone my and usual no. alcoholic beverage and I've gone for coffee. It's mainly because I am lacking so much energy right now. I, I just needed a bit of extra caffeine. This is my... Oh God, do I want to admit this? On the record? How many coffees yeah. have you This had is today? my eighth today. Christ, I would be having well, palpitations... It's my eighth, and then I've also had a monster as well. I I, I would be, I would I be in trouble <laughs> if, if I like. I have one can of monster during my night shift because it's the only way I can get through a night shift. Um, yeah. and like that is enough to to get me pretty buzzed. So I think eight coffees no. would. Yeah, that wouldn't that wouldn't be great. They're only like little uh, coffees. With someone only with this size coffees, not like you know massive coffees, but only this size coffees, yeah. and then you show a well, mug no. which is pretty is normal big. size. <laughs> but you know how you, everyone has like a big mug, right? There's a yeah, normal size mug, true. which is what that is, and then there's like a big mug that's like your comfort mug, and you kind of fill it up and hug it for a bit. Yeah, it's not those coffees. It's just little like normal the... coffees. Yeah. Everyone has that giant sports direct mug in their cupboard. Exactly. Exactly. It's yeah. the one that I generally make a hot <laughs> drink in thinking, I don't really want this hot drink, but I'm a bit cold. So I'm just going to make it and then then cuddle it for a little while. Yeah. And then you wrap it around your hand and then you yeah, put it's it great. close to your body. 
It's great. Yeah. And it's really it's amazing. cold here at the moment. Um, so it's just it's just nice, you know. It's just a nice little moment. We're being very it wholesome is cold. today. Um I, I'm not gonna get into the stereotypical British let's rant about the weather, but it is extremely cold. Maybe that's why I've had so many coffees, to be fair, is because I was also a bit cold. But genuinely I did have I've got very low energy. So I wanted to perk myself up because this story is wild and I wanted it to have my full Amy-ness. Yes. Which is definitely yes. a word. Yes. <laughs> Amy-ness um, and Domness is in the dictionary. The Amy-ness and Domness um, needs to be at peak. <laughs> but in answer to your original question, I am good. I know we got good. away from that um, but for a while there. Uh, I'm good. Um, I, I want to want to quiz our listeners though. Uh, before we we went on on mic on live, uh, Amy said me. that she is extremely tempted to eat an entire sticky toffee pudding, not for pudding, uh, for dinner. For dinner. Uh, yeah. Would that be acceptable, listeners and viewers? If if Amy did that, I'm very interested. <laughs> it's girl dinner. It's it's girl dinner. <laughs> I mean. I, I don't think it's that bad. Like, you're talking to the person that has two cigarettes and a black coffee for breakfast. It's not the worst meal True. I'm going to eat today. True. You know, it's... True. How many people does it say on the box? What's the serving suggestion? I mean, I've not got it in my hand, Dom, to be honest, but I think it's two. So it was part of a... It was one of those, you know, those uh, meal deal things? Two. Where yeah, you yeah, have, yeah. like, um, you know, the... the main side the bottle of wine and the dessert as one of those so i assume it's for two people but i personally think that if it's for two people and you eat it in one go then it counts as a meal i mean that's fair i can get behind that logic see you you were I saying this i feel logic. to bring me a little bit of shame but i feel like the listeners are going to support me in this <laughs> so i was yeah outing you that all the yeah. times you've outed me <laughs> I, mean, I feel like I've done it that much, but if you're bitter about it, then maybe I have. Maybe it's just natural to me now. I mean, I just don't even notice it anymore. Listen, yeah, you you verbally tear me down so often that it's just your yeah. general language at this point. I, I just don't even realise. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if that's the case. Amy, 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 Amy loves me dearly, listeners and viewers. Honestly, yeah. No, you, I mean you joke about it. I genuinely do. It's just that. You're a very good outlet for all of my rage occasionally. <laughs> You're a very that's, good That's one of the bag. reasons that I love you is because you, you take my my rage and my bile and my spitefulness so so on the chin. And it's, it's so yeah. rare to find that in people. So I appreciate you yeah. for that. I will be your outlet. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea why you love me because I'm a cunt. Um, but, oh, sorry, C-bomb. Uh, oh um, shit can we put that on youtube you're gonna have to beat me where to be fair when we're not monetized so oh, so we should be fine maybe maybe we'll get away with it um sweet and you're you're all right uh i mean the, oh, the, the boobs and the ass help but you're yeah, all right. i mean yeah fair yeah i feel like that's how most people <laughs> view me to be honest um funnily <laughs> enough we we were talking last uh, last night we were talking um, before we went on mic about 
my story on my personal Instagram, which is a bit different to what we do here. Um, and someone <laughs> sent me an anonymous messages message last night that just said, you're all right, I suppose. I was like, wow, thank you. Wow. You, know, <laughs> you, you had to, you felt the need to say that anonymously. Thanks. Um, you really know I would how hope that's the sort of thing you can just tell me. Loved. Yeah. I was like, okay, cool. I mean, it was a surprisingly nice change from the stuff that I normally get sent. I was like, oh, okay, good. I'm, I'm all right. Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. And to be fair, I, I, when you were like, it was, it was just, you're all right. I was expecting you to follow up with something. Um, just hideous no. but that's no that was like you, like it. you said it probably it, it makes a change from from your normal messages <laughs> it was it was interesting because I had multiple messages last night one of them said I literally went from I'd cut a bollock off to see your ass to you're right I suppose yeah I was like hmm, yeah <laughs> this is a very humbling experience <laughs> yeah you know, they just had to be one that just, you know, kept your ego in check in there. Yeah, you know, someone exactly. Just throw one in there and be like, you know, we, we need to, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This bitch needs bringing down a peg or two. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I, I do need that sometimes. So oh, dear. Um, Dom, have you heard of the Bovingdon poisonings or John Hadland no. laboratories? I, I haven't. Um, I had vaguely heard of it only because um john Hadley laboratories where a lot of this took place is not too far from me it's in hertfordshire um and although i am technically an essex girl i do technically live in hertfordshire so it's just down the road but i hadn't really done too much research into it um and then i stumbled upon a documentary as one often does on amazon prime um about yeah. the bovingdon poisonings and i was pretty drawn in and thought do you know what? We haven't covered this on Horror House, so why not do this? Okay. Cool. Should should we get going on the old story? Yes. The YouTube people are going to moan that we're, we're droning on too much. Yeah, well, you know what, YouTube people? It's our podcast and we like having a little catch up at the start. Of it. So if you don't <laughs> like it, please stay, but just skip. That's why we put chapters in. You don't yes. have to listen to this bit if you don't want to. Yes. You can just skip straight to the story, <laughs> and that is your prerogative, and we will not judge you for it. Yes. No, absolutely not. As long as you still subscribe, obviously. Yeah. And aren't offended Be by rude, the C word, which I've already dropped in the first 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. Um, oh, cool. Deary me. So, Graham Young um, was born on Sunday the 7th of September 1947 to Frederick and Bessie Young in Neasden, Middlesex. He also had an older sister called Winifred. Um, Young's mother died of tuberculosis when he was 14 weeks old um, and was subsequently sent to live with an uncle and aunt while his sister was sent to live with their grandparents. Um, several years later, Young's father remarried um, and the family were reunited. They, they, Well, obviously not the mother, that would have been difficult. But the new mother... And the rest of the family yeah. were reunited. Um, Young was fascinated um, from a very early age by poisons and their effects and considered Victorian poisoner William Palmer, who I don't know if you've heard of, but he's he was a pretty famous Victorian poisoner. No. 
um, to be a personal hero. Jung also read extensively about black magic, Adolf Hitler and Nazi Germany. Because if you're going to take some, you know, reading topics, why not make them those? So... <laughs> That's not concerning as what? a child. What a, what a bunch of people. Like, like you know, when, when, when people would be like to me, who is your hero, Dom? And I'd be like, oh, you know, Kobe Bryant, like, he, he's pretty cool. You know, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, I think he's amazing actor and then there's this guy like so adolf hitler is pretty fucking cool the third reich is 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 pretty dope nazis are nazis are cool there was this poisoner in the victorian era that was a bit of a legend it's just like oh (laughs) oh great it's not really the heroes you admit is it like it's those are the ones you just maybe keep to yourself it's like i outed myself recently on a different podcast um Again, sorry, shout out to Tutjig. Um, as being a fan of Jeffrey Dahmer. And I instantly regretted that. I was like, oh, you don't refer to yourself as a fan. <laughs> like, you're not you're not a fan. That's not a good thing to be. Like, you can be interested in Jeffrey Dahmer, which I've said many times, you know, on our podcast. I say that all the time. Um, you know, I'm a fan. I'm, uh, nope, start again. I'm interested. <laughs> now I'm just doing it. It's like Freudian slip. <laughs> On our I'm very own interested point. in him because he's, <laughs> you know, he's an interesting guy. Um, but you can't call yourself a fan because that's the line, isn't it? Um, and I've just done it twice yeah. in the space of the last 30 seconds. So in 1959, as he passed his 11 plus and went to grammar school, he started to read books on advanced toxicology. Again, interesting topic for a young Excuse me. Um, In 1961, Young acquired antimony, which I'm definitely going to say wrong at some point because apparently I've just got a massive problem with saying it. But antimony, it's a chemical, um, from a local chemist signing the poisons register in the name of M.E. Evans. Um, His knowledge of poisons and chemistry convinced the chemist that he was older than he appeared. Um, At this time, I think he was just a teenager, maybe? Uh, 14. So very young. Um, wow. Beginning in February that year, he began poisoning members of his family. Um, first, his stepmother, Molly, who suffered vomiting, diarrhea and excruciating stomach pain, um, which she initially dismissed as bilious attacks, um, indigestion, gas, that sort of thing. Oh, OK. I was about to say, what the hell is that? <laughs> well, yeah, it's I think it's quite a... Um, like an old-fashioned way of describing it, but essentially it's just gas and stomach cramp. Um, yeah. If if I, you're just farting. <laughs> well, next time I'm around you, I'll I'll drink some normal dairy milk, and and you'll find out exactly what a bilious attack is. Um, uh, I I appreciate the thought, but I'm I'm good. I think. No. Oh, okay. I thought you'd be into it. <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. Um, <laughs> before long, um, his father suffered similar stomach cramps, um, debilitating him for days at a time. Soon after that, his sister became sick on a couple of occasions over the summer. Um, shortly afterwards, Young himself fell violently ill. Um, it even seemed as if the mystery bug had spread beyond their household. A couple of Young's school friends had similarly, similarly been repeatedly absent from school. 
both suffering with similar symptoms. Mm. In November 1961, that same year, um, young sister was served a cup of tea by her brother one morning, but found its taste so sour she took only one mouthful before she threw it away. Um, while on the train to work an hour later, she began to hallucinate and had to be helped um, out of the next station, sorry, out at the next station, um, and was eventually taken to hospital where doctors came to the conclusion that she had somehow been exposed to the poisonous Atropa belladonna, which, if you aren't up on your Latin terms for plants, is deadly nightshade. Ah. Um, Young was confronted by his father, um, but he claimed that Winifred, his sister, had been using the family's teacups to mix shampoo. Unconvinced, Young's father searched his room but found nothing incriminating. Nevertheless, he warned his son to be more careful in future when, quote, messing about with those bloody chemicals. And maybe learn how to make a good cup of tea at the same time. I mean, yeah. Just don't mix shampoo in teacups, <laughs> which wasn't really happening anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just stop making tea in general, I would say. If all of your mates and all of your family yeah. have gotten ill, just stop. <laughs> That's beyond I'm not very good at making tea. Yeah, I mean, spoiler alert, there's something more to play, but uh, yes. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? This isn't just a story about how some kid made all his parents ill because he made them tea, shockingly enough. So I also find it interesting that he's gone straight for the family. Yes, <laughs> he's well, he's just, still very young, like, so he's not got a lot of contact with other yeah. people at this point. Which is, yeah, I was like, you know, he's going to start out, you know, with with maybe friends and then he's going to work his way, work his way up. But he's just like, you know what? <laughs> Sister needs to go. <laughs> Stepmom. In for a penny, in for a pound. Dad. Poison your needs family. Needs to go. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because Winifred, is it Winifred? Did you say Winifred, that's what her yeah, name is? Winifred, right? Yeah. Maybe he just was like, you've got such a Tory name. I don't like it. <laughs> Poison. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? It's not ideal. Um, but no. yeah, he, he went straight in with the family. Um, on Easter Saturday, 21st of April, 1962, so at this point he's 15, um, young stepmother died. Her death was attributed to a prolapsed cervical disc, which made me... Ow do my pelvic claws for a minute there, um, <laughs> which was believed I, I to have resulted. Even, I don't even have a cervix, and that made me cringe. It made your bit. cervix go, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with my cervix, and I do not want it to be prolapsed. I didn't even know it had a disc. Um, but there we go. Um, much later... Young told police that he had poisoned her with a lethal dose of thallium. Um, at her wake, Young poisoned a male relative after lacing a jar of mustard pickle with antimony. Um, shortly afterwards, his father became seriously ill and was taken to hospital, where he was told that he was suffering from antimony poisoning and one more dose would have killed him. Young's aunt, who knew of his fascination with poisons, became suspicious um, as did a science teacher who discovered several bottles of poison in his school desk. 
The teacher and the headmaster arranged for Young to be interviewed by a psychiatrist posing as a careers advisor um, who contacted police after Young revealed his extensive knowledge of poisons and toxicology, which you probably would. Yeah. Um, also, st- <laughs> grafting at your stepmother's wake is bold. I'm not going to lie. Like He is committed <laughs> like, to the cause. Jesus. <laughs> so It's a sad day. It's a, it's a very sad day. Yeah, one oh. that I'm responsible for, but back to work. No rest for the wicked. <laughs> I'll just do this now because we're already at the wake. So why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, a jar of mustard pickle, of all things. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. You know. Oh, dearie me. It's the only reason I go to wakes is for the mustard pickle. Um, And the grief, obviously. The grief's also important. But mainly yeah. mustard pickle. Mainly mustard pickle. Yeah. I don't know what like, that is. <laughs> uh, you just like, this is a very sad day. I, I, I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for your loss. Uh, just unrelated. Um, is the buffet table still at the back? It's the, okay. Very sad day. Good, very, good very sad know. day. Good to know. <laughs> I mean, do you know what? I'm just going to put it out there. The buffets at funerals are very good. They are, to be fair. Generally. It's it's a sad day. And obviously, I mean, I've been to a lot of funerals and I've always been very sad. But at the same time, those finger sandwiches, yo, pretty pretty tasty. Just avoid the mustard pickle and you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. Um, Young was arrested, shockingly enough, um, on the 23rd of May 1962 after returning home from school. Um, vials of thallium and antimony were found in his possession. When questioned by police, he confessed to poisoning his father, stepmother, sister and a school friend. Um, Psychiatrist Dr Christopher Fish testified that Young had a psychopathic disorder rather than a mental illness and failed to, quote, develop a normal moral sense. He felt it was, quote, extremely likely that Young would reoffend and recounted a mm. conversation in which Young had said, quote, I'm, I'm missing my antimony. I miss the power it gives me. It does seem like it gives him some sort of, I was about to say, it does seem like he, he gets some sort of power from that. Like he yeah. sort of, you know, he has sort of the power of life and death in a way. Yeah. So he probably it's, it's a bit, bit God really complexy. enjoys that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh god, absolutely, absolutely, hundred percent, hundred. Which is bloody concerning for a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It doesn't bode well, no. does it? It no, really doesn't. It does not. Fish recommended that Young be detained at Broadmoor Hospital. Um, which, if you're not familiar with UK prisons and places, uh, Broadmoor's pretty fucking intense um yeah he's had some pretty major people stay there peter sutcliffe charles bronson those sorts of people yeah um that's, an institution well like the worst yeah <laughs> people normally yeah. go you, you don't want to be there it's, no, it's definitely no. not a fun place no, no. um so yeah that that's where he was sent um young pleaded guilty to three charges of poisoning his father sister and school friend 
and was convicted of malicious administration of a noxious thing to inflict grievous bodily harm, Um, which is quite a long charge, but that's what he was charged with. Um, He was not charged for murdering his stepmother, um, as an autopsy report did not list poison as the cause of death, but he did confess to that later. Um, Obviously, the cause of death was determined to be the cervical prolapse, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, potentially he also killed her too. The judge, Justice Melford Stevenson, um, ruled that Young was to be detained under Section 60 of the Mental Health Act at Broadmoor. Um, Furthermore, he was not to be released for 15 years without the approval of the Home Secretary. Which is, you know, again, pretty intense for a 15-year-old kid. Yeah. At age 15, Young was the young... This is a hard sentence to say. Young was the youngest ever inmate in Broadmoor's history. Um, Soon after his arrival, John Berridge, a fellow inmate, died of cyanide poisoning. Coinkydink? I don't know. I wonder who was responsible for that. I mean... I think we're going to get... I think we're going to need to get the... um... The Scooby-Doo gang on this one. I think they're the only ones that will be able to figure this mystery out. Yeah. In in my head, I've got, um, you know, the cork board with the string and there is literally only two pictures on it and one piece of string. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, case closed, <laughs> right? Um... <laughs> and you know, you, you know that like someone like there'll be like this, this detective just staring at this board like cigarette in his mouth. Just being like, <laughs> day three. Yeah, <laughs> I will figure this a, out soon. I'm. It's a real I'm brain scratcher. I'm, I'm, I'm close to you, young. <laughs> I'm very, very close. <laughs> as soon as Amazon deliver my red string, you are fucked. <laughs> well, in case it wasn't obvious, um, young was surprisingly suspected by staff and inmates. Um, and not least because he enjoyed explaining in detail how cyanide could be extracted from laurel leaves. And it just so happened that the grounds around Broadmoor were covered in laurel bushes. However, his involvement was never proven, um, and the death was officially ruled as a suicide. Um, Okay. So, I mean, I guess it could have been. Maybe he just gave him the information about laurel leaves, and it just so happened that he decided to top himself that way. Who knows? Later, Harpic, which again, if you're not familiar, is a brand of bleach um, here in the UK. I'm pretty sure in other countries, um, was found in a nurse's coffee, and the contents of a missing packet of sugar soap, Ooh. which is highly toxic, um, were discovered in a tea urn. Young continued to read medical toxicology textbooks um, obtained from Broadmoor's library. Excuse me. And he also continued his interest in Nazism, um, reading William Shire's The Rise and Fall of the Third Reich and Lord Russell's The Scourge of the Swastika. At one point, Young grew a toothbrush moustache and took to mimicking the speeches of Hitler and listened to musical compositions by Richard Wagner, who had been one of Hitler's idols. So really pushing that Adolf is my hero yeah. shtick. You need to get better idols, Graham. Just anyone. Just literally anyone else. <laughs> yeah. 
Like you could you could draw a name out of a hat at this point. Yeah. And it would be a better option. Yeah, I mean unless you just happen to pull out Stalin, then <laughs> yeah. you know, it's, it can only be better, right? Um Can you imagine? Can you imagine he's like, yeah. I I've I don't really think that much of Hitler anymore. You know, it was a phase. It's gone now. I, I, yeah. nah, he's not I, my idol. Like, oh no, nah, okay. So who do who do who do you look up to now? He's like Stalin. It's just like shit. <laughs> oh dear. Um, in 1965, uh. um, Young first applied for release from Broadmoor. Um, his father and sister attended the tribunal and stated that if Young was released none of his relatives would be willing to house him. Um, I wonder fucking why. Um, his father also insisted that his son should, quote, never be released, which I think is fair. Yeah. Really? <laughs> this is quite true. You know, <laughs> absolutely quite fine true. when you've quite, been poisoned by your son. I love that. <laughs> okay, I can imagine, like, Young was probably like, oh, no, they'll support me. They'll, they'll have my back. <laughs> father and sister are just like, Fuck nope. you. <laughs> yeah, you can forget fuck, you mate, stay because there's no you chance are. you're living with us. Um, shockingly, <laughs> Young's application was rejected. Um, five years later, in June 1970, um, Broadmoor psychiatrist Edgar Udwin um, wrote to the Home Secretary to recommend Young's release, announcing that he was, quote, no longer obsessed with poisons, violence and mischief, and he is no longer a <laughs> danger to others. What a oh, sentence. Um, Don't worry. He's not. <clears throat> do you know what? He's not into poisons anymore. He's not going to be violent, but he's he's not even going to be mischievous. If you think that he's the sort of bloke that's going to tie your shoelaces together under the desk, he's not even thinking about it anymore. <laughs> Don't stress. That, that mischievous little teenager that that came to our to our prison, the, he's no longer, that mischief is gone. He's, he, is a, he is a fine Fine young man. <laughs> he's he's a stand up guy. He's young now, so oh, don't even worry no. about it. Um, <laughs> pretty compelling argument, you might say. Um, however, young remarked to a Broadmoor nurse, "Quote: When I get out, I'm going to kill one more uh, one person for every year I've spent in this place." Someone, someone needs to tell uh, young that. Maybe he shouldn't talk as much as he did. Just did, stop talking. Does. <laughs> You're so close, mate, to getting out, and then you go and drop just, that fucking bombshell. Yeah, you could have cut that to yourself, and and you would have been a free a free bird. But yeah, yeah, just no, no, no. When not to vocalize your thoughts, Graham. <laughs> yeah, just keep it to yourself, buddy. It's fine. Um. Well, worryingly, um, when referring to a man who has made that statement, Young was released from Broadmoor in 1971 oh, after eight years' detention. Um, he initially stayed with his sister and her husband in Hemel Hempstead, um, but within a few weeks, he had resumed his interest in poisons, and oh, after one unsuccessful attempt to gain them, he quickly was able to forge authorization from a college to buy 25 milligrams of antimony potassium tartrate, which is essentially the full name of antimony. 
Young attended a storekeeping training course in Slough and stayed at a hostel in nearby Chippenham. Um, he befriended 34-year-old Trevor Sparks, another resident of the hospital, hospital um, and two weeks... Oh, sorry. And the two occasionally visited a pub together or shared a bottle of wine in Sparks' room. Young would later confess to poisoning Sparks with the antimony sodium tartrate. Um, but Sparks, the poor guy, it didn't kill him, um, but he suffered for many, many years with bouts of sickness, diarrhea, um, pins Ooh. and needles, and pain in his testicles. Oh, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I would have taken the, the quicker death uh, in this I situation. mean, yeah. He did later die of heart complications that it was believed to be oh, as a result God, of that poisoning, a, but yeah. What a horrendous... How long after... Did he die? Uh, I haven't got that to hand, to be honest, so I'm not sure. Um, okay. But I think it was a few years, so he had to suffer with that God, quite, quite a long time. What a um, horrendous, horrendous way to go. Jeez, Louise. I mean, he's literally not even been out for a few months before he's done this again, so maybe, maybe don't let him go, you know? Yeah. That might have been a mistake. Um, do, do you reckon the... Uh... Do you reckon the governor was was just like saw this on like in the newspaper and he was just like, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh shit. Oh, oh, oh. Well, more oh, worryingly, <laughs> the Home Secretary might have seen this in the paper and gone, wait, that name rings a bell. Oh yeah, true. Yeah, mm. that's a good point. <laughs> um, Home Secretary is just like, uh, so so Prime Minister, I done goofed, and we got a problem. <laughs> Did, did the bad thing. Sorry. <laughs> um, don't bring this it, up in the House of Commons, please. <laughs> don't tell the others. Uh, it was after this initial re-entry into the world of poisoning um, that Young secured a job at John Hadland Laboratories and his poisoning spree would truly take flight. Um, yeah, so that's, that's basically like in... a whole entire case before we'd even gotten to the break and yeah, the extent yeah. of his crimes. So I think that's a good place for us to just pause a moment yes. before we, we dive in um, to the rest yes. of what our old mate Graham Young has done. I Do agree. You think so, Dom? I agree. Um, it sounds like that was a mere warm-up for for Graham. That was, that was testing and <laughs> troubleshooting before he gets to to the real... The real, uh, to the big leagues, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, in that case, grab a cuppa, um, maybe check what you put in it or what's been put in it <laughs> before you drink it. Um, and we'll yeah. see you back here in yeah. just a few. Amy says if we record an advert, she'll put it on her podcast. But I don't really know what to say. <sighs> You're an idiot. Yeah, I know. Tell them what it's called. Talk until the joy is gone. Tell them where they can find it. All the best podcast platforms. Tell them what it's about. What do you mean what it's about? It's only the greatest fucking podcast on the face of the planet. Oh, this is fucking annoying. Just go listen, people. It's called cool Talking Till the Joy is Gone. You'll find it everywhere. But ladies, listen responsibly because we will make you wet.
Hey friends, I'm Katie. And I'm Emily. And we're the hosts of Malice and Mocktails, a true crime podcast. We are just two sisters covering cases of both vintage and contemporary true crime. And because true crime can be a bit of a bummer, at the end of every episode, we share with you some of our favorite mocktail recipes. Join us every week, wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, make good choices. Bye. Um, I'm just going to make a glass of squash. I shall be back in a second. Cool, cool, cool. Regale the, the listeners with a tale while while I'm gone. <clears throat> oh, really? Okay. I'm going to wait for you to leave. This will maybe only make it into the audio episode, but um, we can have a little chat while while he's away um dom drinks a lot of tea like a lot and i don't think i'd get away with putting something in his tea not that i'm planning to kill him obviously um well not to his knowledge anyway but i don't think i'd get away with it plus i think he makes his tea in the proper way which is you know put the back in put the sugar in put the hot water in and then the milk. So if I put something in, I'd have to put it in after the milk for it to not be seen. Depending on what I was using, I suppose. I'm thinking of it in my head as a powder, but I guess if it's not a powder, it doesn't really matter. If it's like a clear liquid, then it would be fine. Hmm. I just realised he's probably going to hear this when he's editing and think, oh, fuck, she's actually going to kill me. If you are, Dom. I'm not really going to kill you. Then I'd have to do my own editing. That'd suck. And obviously the you know, the illegalness, that wouldn't help either. Oh, you're back. I'll shut. Back. Yes, you are. Hi. <laughs> I definitely wasn't telling Hi. the listeners anything. That's... <laughs> I, I, I like when I go to edit and I hear, like, you just... Have a little convo during the break. It's very, very enjoyable to listen to. I mean, you're going to love that one. Are you ready to enter into part two? Ready, ready. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us for part two of our Graham Young Bovingdon Bug adventure. I don't I don't think that's the right word. I'm making it sound a bit good and it's not good. Um, <laughs> but yeah, welcome back. Dom, how you doing? Did you enjoy your break? Have you had a cup of tea? And how did it taste? So this is the, the that title sounds like a really dodgy children's book. <laughs> yeah, it's not an adventure you want to go on. <laughs> no. Yeah, part one was was very interesting. Um, I said during the break that I loved that that was that was just a precursor. That wasn't even like the main yeah. case. That uh, was just a a warm up to what was what is about to come. So. I'm yep. very intrigued to hear part two. Very, very <laughs> intrigued. Good. Well, in that case, let's dive straight back into it. Um, so as I mentioned, Young secured a job at a mm. laboratory, John Hadlin Laboratories, as an assistant storekeeper um, in Bovingdon, Hertfordshire, near his sister's home in Hemel Hempstead. Um, the company manufactured... Hang on, bear with me because I need to take a deep breath before I say this manufactured 
thallium bromide iodide infrared lenses, which, nope, me neither, not a clue. <laughs> but the key word there is thallium because yeah. he thought um, that he could get his hands on the thallium to use for his, you know, purposes. Um, but he would have been yeah. incredibly disappointed to find out that no thallium was actually kept on site and he would have had to pour it elsewhere, um, which wasn't <laughs> ideal. Um, Damn, on his application, my, my scheme has failed. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine how disappointed you'd be? It would be like going to work at Cadbury World and then going, oh, sorry, there's no chocolate here. Yeah. But you're going you're to have to <laughs> yeah. pop out to the shops if you want chocolate. He's like, shit. <laughs> God's sake. Best laid plans. <laughs> exactly. Um, on his application, Young falsely claimed that his lack of employment history was because he had suffered a nervous breakdown following the death of his mother in a car accident, which is so laced with lies. Like, number so, one, Jesus. you did not have a nervous breakdown. And number two, your mother didn't die in a car accident. No. So, no. okay. Just like he laces his tea with poison, that is laced with lies. Oh, I love that. That's a great for the album. <laughs> Laced with lies. Laced with lies. Brilliant. So um, I, I occasionally, occasionally have good lines. It's yeah, very rare, but they happen. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> but, you know, I'm just going to piggyback off of your creativity, as I always do, um, and steal that one. So, yeah, thank you for that. Uh, um, you're welcome. <laughs> Young's new colleagues found him unpredictable. Um, he could be surly and kept to himself, but on other days he was more cheerful. cheerful. Um, during breaks, he usually sat alone reading, invariably um, a book on one of his favourite subjects, war, chemistry, yeah, the Nazis or famous murderers. Um, also, uh, I just want to take a very quick note. Um, this isn't a slight at people that sit on their own at lunch breaks and read. I do that. Um no. It's just not about the Nazis generally. Um, yeah, I I definitely was that you know that that kid who was sit on his own table at school. I would definitely go yeah. away from people at lunch at work when I was at my old job. Like I didn't read Mein Kampf during my lunch break, but well, you know I, I would go away and do my own thing. <laughs> no, but to be honest, even if you are someone that is going away on your lunch break and reading, I don't know, books on Stalingrad or whatever, then that doesn't make you a serial killer. So you're fine. Carry on doing no, it. Just don't true. poison anyone. I think is the that's the takeaway here. <laughs> yeah, he was not talkative with his colleagues unless it was one of his favourite topics being discussed. Um. Young's duties at Hadland included collecting drinks from the tea trolley in the corridor and bringing them into the storeroom. Um, each employee had their own mug, which made it a hell of a lot easier um, when he was selecting mm. specific individuals for poisoning. How convenient, you know? It's how thoughtful yeah. of them to have their own mugs. <laughs> very, very much so. Very much so. Yeah, yeah, really considerate victimising. Absolutely, absolutely not take my own mug into work. I, I, Just yeah, make your own tea. That's crazy. 
If there was ever a case for make your own tea, this is it. Yeah, very true. Very true. Um, Soon after Young's arrival at Hadland, he started poisoning his co-workers, shockingly enough, um, focusing on his immediate colleagues in the storerooms. His modus operandi um, was to slip poison, usually antimony or thallium, um, into their tea or coffee. Victims would fall ill with symptoms that included vomiting, stomach pain, nausea and diarrhoea. Initially, the mysterious illness was assumed to be a virus and was nicknamed the Bovingdon bug. Um, Other explanations put forward were contamination of the local water and radioactivity from a disused airfield nearby. So no one immediately, well, they had no reason to immediately think we're being poisoned they just thought okay some sort of bugs going around or we're mildly being exposed to radiation which seems pretty extreme but yeah that's what they thought yeah i mean like you say they wouldn't have any reason really to to suspect young at this point would they no it's not your first thought i mean he's lied to get the job so you don't know his history at this point um and if you're not doing anything different in your day-to-day you wouldn't necessarily think Oh, okay, someone's poisoning me, because what reason have they got? He's got no motive to poison these people, so I just don't think it would have been your first thing. Um, No. Young's first victim in Bovedon was 59-year-old Bob Eggle, um, a storeroom manager at Hadland and Young's immediate superior. Excuse me. Um, Eggle, who was a veteran of the Dunkirk evacuation, um, was often asked by Young about his wartime experiences. Shockingly, considering how into the war he was. <laughs> yeah. Eggle began to fall ill in June 1971, um, weeks after Young's arrival at the company, um, taking several days off work with diarrhea and severe stomach pains. Um, Eggle's health improved after a week-long holiday, but on his return, Young put a lethal dose of thallium in his afternoon tea. Um, His condition deteriorated rapidly from this point, consisting of intense back pain and numbness in his fingers and feet. Eggle was transferred to the intensive care unit at St Albans City Hospital, where paralysis set in, and Eggle finally died on the 7th of July 1971. Somewhat horrifically, ironically, um, Young was chosen to accompany the managing director um, Godfrey Foster to Eggle's funeral as a representative of the department oh, no. Eggle had managed. Um, Foster recalled remarking, sorry, recalled Young remarking how sad it was that, quote, Bob should have come through the terrors of Dunkirk only to fall victim to some strange virus. Oh, no. <laughs> what a douche. Wow. What a dick. Yeah, yeah. Holy hell. <laughs> this this man survived Dunkirk. Oh my God, he should have got through this. All right, Graham. Yeah, I wonder <laughs> yeah, why he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Do you know he, what? He didn't try and kill anyone else at the funeral, did he? Because he he likes killing at funerals. I saw recently, and this I'm not trying to make light of this man's death. You know, I'm I'm sorry. It's tragic. He should he died way too young. Um, poor Bob. But I saw a meme recently and it was, you know, when they just quote something 
and it said me at my boss's funeral leaning over the coffin and it said quote who's thinking outside the box now bob (laughs) and i I saw that that before just after (laughs) i i outlined this episode and just thought oh god that's not good that's a terrible timing (laughs) that's a terrible coincidence um but yeah, uh, that, that's that's kind of the sort of thing I can imagine Graham Young saying yeah. to the boss that he's just oh, yeah, killed he, with yeah. poison. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> he probably leant over and was like, "Survived Dunkirk, huh? <laughs> Didn't survive me though, did you?" Um, yeah, oh, I, I've seen a few like dear. meme templates like that. Like, I always, I always see one that's like a, a sort of like retail job meme, <laughs> and it's like when your boss shows up at your funeral and like leans over your casket and he's like, you're still coming into work today, right? That always tickles me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we've all had or a like, boss like that. It's so relatable. Yeah. Or like, it's like, we're understaffed. <laughs> could, you, could you help us out? <laughs> During Eggle's absences, Young targeted his assistant, Ron Hewitt, um, poisoning his tea with antimony again. Hewitt had already accepted a job at another company um, and was working his notice. Young was hired to replace him, hence, you know, why they met, essentially. Um, After leaving the company, he suffered no further symptoms. I wonder why. (laughs) Shocker, right? Um, As a result of Eagle's death and Hewitt's departure, um, Young was promoted to head storeman for a probationary period. For the next few months, um, his poisonings were limited to small doses of antimony in his co-worker Diana Smart's tea, usually when she annoyed him. Um, Young wrote in his diary, quote, Di, as in Diana Smart, um, irritated me yesterday, so I packed her off home with an attack of sickness. I only gave her something to shake her up. I now regret that I didn't give her a larger dose capable of laying her up for a few days that's like there's petty and then there's that Uh, yeah i mean i won't lie and say i've not had colleagues in the past where i haven't thought about it oh yeah but i haven't gone and then oh yeah 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 poisoned them that's just exactly isn't it exactly there are plenty of colleagues that i you know thought about like it would be such a shame if, you know, I pushed you into the road, you know, in yeah. the path of an oncoming vehicle. I've never actually pushed anyone into the road yeah. in the path of an oncoming vehicle. I think but I've he's thought just, about it. He's letting his intrusive thoughts win. Um, <laughs> he is. He's got the tools. He is. He, he's just yeah. going with it. Yeah, um, absolutely. On the 8th of October, 1971, um, Young put thallium acetate in David Tilson's tea. Um, Tilson found the tea to be too sweet for his liking. This was mostly because Young had put a ridiculous amount of sugar in it so that it hid the taste of the thallium um, Mm -hmm. and therefore did not drink it all. Young then administered a second dose of thallium a week later. Um, Tilson was admitted to hospital with numb legs, breathing difficulties and chest pains. His skin was so tender he could not endure the weight of the bedsheets and all of his hair fell out. Young, because obviously why wouldn't you have one, had a backup plan um, to visit Tilson in hospital 
and offer him a bottle of brandy laced with morphallion. Um, subsequently, Tilson recovered, though he was left permanently impotent by the poisoning. It, oh, dear. I'm impressed he recovered. If you yeah. have that many symptoms, like it's, yeah. if you've recovered that, then yeah. good on you. But yeah. Yikes. At the same time that he was poisoning Tilson, Young also began poisoning another Hadland employee, Jethro Bat. Um, Bat had become friendly with Young and would give him a ride home to Hemel Hempstead. And how did he thank him, I hear you ask? Well, um, he did it by administering four milligrams of thallium to Bat in two doses, which was enough to kill him. However, um, Bat found the coffee Young had made for him too strong and did not drink it all. Nevertheless, Bat was admitted to hospital um, with stomach and chest pains, and again, all of his hair fell out. Um, the poisoning yeah. made him suicidal, obviously, because of the, the symptoms and, and having no hair and whatnot, he, he became suicidal. Um, Bat, he did ultimately recover, but again, like Tilson, he was also left impotent. Um, Young, yeah. apparently, for the first time, felt a little bit of remorse for poisoning Bat, um, he wrote in his diary, quote, I feel rather ashamed in my actions in harming Jay, as in Jethro. But... So, I mean, I don't really know why, because he did it on purpose, but I assume it's because he'd been nice to him and given him yeah, this that he maybe felt a bit bad. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon that that would have had something to do with it. Yeah, I mean, there's... But at the same, t- at the same time, you don't, thank people. you don't thank people by poisoning them. Graham. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was after the fact. Like, he's been giving him lifts home, but he was still like, oh, shit, this is going to make it really awkward when I poison you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I buy that sympathy for, for Jay, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest. Fred Biggs, a 56-year-old local councillor and part-time employee at Hadland, um, was poisoned by young with antimony, prompting the typical bovindum bug symptoms. Um, then, on the 30th of October 1971, Young put three doses of thallium acetate in Biggs's tea. By the following day, um, Biggs had developed chest pains and had trouble walking. Um, within days, he was admitted to Hemel Hempstead General Hospital and then transferred to Whittington Hospital in North London, um, which basically is a hospital. Um, it's, there's a lot of big names for what this hospital does, but I'm going to try and narrow it down into something okay. that I can A, say, and B, people will understand. <laughs> Essentially, it's like a neuroscience hospital, so they look at like nerves okay. and the brain. Um, yeah. His central nervous system had, the reason for that, was that his central nervous system had deteriorated to the point that he could not speak and had trouble breathing. And again, his skin began to peel off um, because the nerve endings were firing up and, and just stripping his skin basically yeah um young expressed concern for biggs's condition nice of him um continually telephoning biggs's wife um, and the hospital directly to make inquiries biggs finally died on the 19th of november 1971 um if you count in at this point the amount of people he's poisoned since he's been out of prison not before because i can't do that maths um, we're up to seven. But remember, everybody, the mischievous side has it's completely gone. There was no he's, mischief. He's not interested yes. in mischief no. anymore. 
absolutely not he's not not his bag anymore <laughs> since he came out of prison um i'd hate to think how many uh, would have poisoned if it was yeah yeah also i i just want to say him consistently phoning up his wife is such a dick move fuck it, me it is like I kind of get the, I understand the hospital because you're wanting to yeah. know if he's still alive and you know what yeah, effect absolutely. the poison's having for someone that's into poisons. Yeah. Okay, I kind of understand that, but to be calling his wife is yeah, yeah, that's Absolute pretty sick. Prick. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. The management at Hadland became so concerned about the mysterious sickness that they initiated an investigation. Luckily, because you know, yeah, everyone's kind of sick, so something needs yeah. to happen. Meanwhile, some of Young's co-workers began to have suspicions about him. Um, Diana Smart, who he'd made sick a few times, um, noticed that Young was never affected by the bug and suggested that he might be a carrier of the virus, which is what they thought it was at the time. And Philip Doggett, another employee, um, informed the management of Young's unhealthy interest in poisons. Um, intrigued by the Young Storman, who seemed to who seemed knowledgeable about medicine, um, Anderson, who was the company's sort of in-house medical person, sought out Young after the meeting and quizzed him further on his, you know, fascination with poison. Yeah. Um, and he quickly discovered that Young had a deep knowledge of toxicology, poisons, their effects, um, their doses, which prompted John Hadland, as in. John Hadland Laboratories, the owner, the big boss, um, to yeah. contact the police. The investigating officers noticed that the onset of the, quote, Bovindum bug, which was what it was known as at the time, um, coincided with Young's arrival at the company. And the background check, which should have been done before he started, um, thumbs up to you too, Dom. Thank you for that. That was, that was weird. <laughs> I didn't even put my thumbs up. I don't know why that <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, the background check that should have happened at the start revealed that he had poisoning convictions in the past so obviously alarm bells are ringing yeah. let's maybe you know yeah. do something about this but like look into that <laughs> yeah yeah it, it might be an idea at that point um yes young was arrested um at the home of his aunt and uncle in Shinesken on the 20th of november 1971 um Nothing incriminating was found on his person. So, you know, he had the opportunity to deny any wrongdoing. Um, but as he was being led away, his aunt overheard him ask the officers, officers, quote, which one is it you're doing me for? Man, stop talking, Graham. Stop talking. Just stop saying things. <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> fucking thing to say. <laughs> Someone um, disconnect this man's brain from his mouth. Yeah, just just uh, just shut your mouth. <laughs> I mean, obviously we wanted him to get caught, obviously, but like that's yeah, stupid. Yeah. That's a fucking dumb thing yeah. to say. Like, like it's 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 great that he's dumb enough to to know not to know um, to not or to not know when to not vocalize his thoughts. Um, Obviously, for him, that's that's not good. For us, it's amazing because well, you know, yeah. But for him, if you just if you're a criminal, just don't just shut n- up. know when to shut up. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, no one to Don't need to brag. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless um, you. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I think they might have had suspicions if they hadn't already up until that point. Um, yeah. When police searches bedsit, they discovered a large stash of bottles containing poisons, including 434 milligrams of thallium. To give you a note on how much it is, it takes four milligrams of thallium to kill a man. Jeez. So a fair bit. Damn. Um, And 32 milligrams of antimony. Again, I think it takes about three milligrams to kill someone. Um, Yeah, so the latter is about 200 times a lethal dose that he just had sitting around in his bed sit. Other poisons in his... Man was well stopped (laughs) with his poisons. Absolutely. He, he was not going to run short anytime soon. Um, other poisons in his possession included atropine um, and continine and digitalis. Fun fact about digitalis, which I haven't written down, and don't be concerned that I know this. Um, it's <laughs> what the poison is that's present in foxgloves, um, if you've seen those oh, okay. plants. That's where yep. that poison comes from. Um, that's why you shouldn't eat foxgloves or have them in your house. Well, you can have them in your house, just don't eat them. Anyway, this is a tangent. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> his lodgings were also covered in Nazi paraphernalia. Great. Including swastikas, which is really hard to say when you've got a lisp, so please give me some credit for it. Um, and photos of Nazi figures. Please You're doing orders. amazing, sweetie. <laughs> oh, God, don't. Do you know what? I wrote this outline, and as I was writing it down, I was thinking, I've got to say swastikas <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> and I also have problems with the thuz. The thuz is really hard, so thallium is a real fucking nightmare. So I've had to practice quite a lot today before I did this. So, well, yes, I'm giving myself a pat on the back, ends. and I think I deserve it. Yes. You're killing it. I love well, it as well because I've, I've mentioned my list a couple of times on episodes and I've had comments from people and they're like, I didn't know you had a lisp. I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I work really fucking hard to hide it, so thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, when I'm having to say swastikas multiple times, it, it gets a bit difficult. But yeah, he had a lot of those knocking about. Yeah. Um. Police also discovered a detailed diary that Young had kept, which we've quoted from a little bit already, um, noting the doses he had administered, their effects, and whether he was going to allow each person to live or die. Young confessed um, quite quickly to poisoning Eggle, Biggs, Bat, Tilson, and Trevor Sparks, who was the guy that he initially lived with before he got the job. Um, mm mm-hmm and said that he deliberately used different poisons in order to confuse doctors. Um, He also boasted of having committed the, quote, perfect murder by killing his stepmother, Molly Young, who, again, he wasn't charged with the initial time. This was the point that he actually admitted that. He spent 20 minutes explaining to the officers the effects that thallium has on the human body. Um, When asked why he had poisoned people who were his friends and colleagues, Young responded, Quote, I suppose I ceased to see them as people. At least a part of me had. They were simply guinea pigs. Yeah, that sounds that sounds pretty on brand. 
um i was i was expecting him to to just be like because i can or some something like that um i mean it's essentially the same thing isn't it it's you know he wanted to know about poisons and he just did it yeah he just it's like when you reach the end of a word count on an essay (laughs) he just added words to pad it out um yeah yeah and i i don't doubt as well that he would have if he hadn't been caught he just would have kept going Oh yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was just his yeah, thing, you absolutely. know. He just wanted to keep doing it, absolutely. and and there was no chance that he was going to be naturally stopped. No. I don't think, um, which is no, pretty terrifying. <clears throat> Young was charged with two counts of murder, two counts of attempted murder, um, four counts of administering poison with intent to injure, and four alternative counts of administering poison with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. Glad we got through that. Damn. He pleaded not guilty. Okay. I mean, sure. What? <laughs> okay. You do that. Um, which, shockingly, made it really difficult to find a barrister willing to represent him. Um, and the trial was postponed multiple times because no one wanted to represent a man that was so blatantly guilty and yet admitting his innocence, you know, protesting his innocence. Um, yeah. Eventually, though... <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Sorry. Um I, I I I'm kind of dumbfounded that he pled not guilty. I not guilty. He's someone that would to me, he's someone that would would have straight up just been like, Yeah, I'm guilty, I did it all. And was just unashamedly guilt like being like, Yeah, this was me. This is all me. I, I think you've kind of tripped yourself up as well if you've said Oh, which one? Which yeah, one is keep, it that yeah. I'm being arrested for? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you've you've basically fucked yourself there, yeah. mate. So that was I, I love that um I love that like he's he's not known when to shut up. This whole time he's not known when to shut up. This whole time his mouth is just he's just let it run and it's got him and now he's like, Yeah, I didn't do any of it. I I'm not guilty. What are you talking about? Yeah. That's wild. It's, uh, it is pretty crazy. And yeah, again, makes it understandable as to why no one wanted to represent him because you don't really want to deal with a man like that either. But eventually they did find someone um, that would defend him. Um, And the trial was held at St. Albans Crown Court and started on the 19th of June, 1972. Um, The prosecution (laughs) called 75 witnesses to give testimony. Holy fuck. um, And (laughs) Young himself was the only witness in the defence. Oh. Mostly because he did it. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's no other defence witnesses because he's guilty. <laughs> so. Oh, dear. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> um, I, on can, the 20- I, call my, I call my first witness. Me. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I call my first, last and only witness. Tis I. <laughs> Also, I I would, oh god, imagine being his defense lawyer. Oh my god, that's. I mean, you're you're just you're literally just like, well, I'm getting paid, so. Yeah, I, I guess that's good. <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely <laughs> wouldn't want that task at all. Um, oh, no, absolutely not. On the 29th of June, nineteen seventy-two, after one hour and thirty-eight minutes of deliberation. Um, the jury found Young guilty of two counts of murder um, of Bob Eggle and Fred, Fred B. 
Biggs and two counts of attempted murder um, of Jeff Robat and Dave Tilson, both of whom ended up impotent. Um, yeah. And two counts of administering poison with intent to injure. That was Diana Smart, who was um, the one that he sent home sick because she annoyed him, and Ronald Hewitt, who was the one that he took over from and was on his notice period and then left. Um, yeah. He was found not guilty of administering poison to Trevor Sparks and Peter Bug and was acquitted on all four counts of administering poison with intent to cause grievous bodily harm. Through his counsel, Young requested that he be sent to a conventional prison rather than Broadmoor. Um, his request was granted and he was sentenced to life imprisonment, which he served at Park Lane Hospital, um, later changed to Ashworth Hospital um, in Maghull, which I have no idea what that is, but there we go. Interesting <clears throat> tidbit for this part. Um, while at Ashworth, Young befriended Moore's murderer, Ian Brady, um, with whom he shared a fascination for Nazi Germany. So earlier when we were like, hey, you guys should bond over Jeez, your love yeah. of, you know, unconventional characters. He did do that, but with Ian Brady, not me. Yeah. So his choice of heroes isn't very good. And I was like, maybe his choice of friends is just a little bit better no. than that. And it's not. Not so much. Not it's really so much. not. Um, can, can you imagine? Like, my bestie is the Moore's murderer. <laughs> Fuck's sake. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no deal, is it? Oh, dear. <clears throat> just keep a better circle. Um. Brady's 2001 book, The Gates of Janus, um, in which he discusses various serial killers and obviously his time in prison, included a chapter on Young. Um, Brady wrote that Young was, quote, genuinely asexual, finding even the discussion of sexual matters not only uninteresting, but also distinctly distasteful. Um, so I don't really know why he's commenting on his sexuality, but, you know, that's just a little... Little extra bit um, from Ian Brady's perspective of all people. He's like, I don't have time to be to be sexual. I have people to poison and, and plans to, poison. To, to put together. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Confusing guy. Um, however, you will be happy yeah. to know that yeah. um, Young died in his cell at Her Majesty's Prison, Parkhurst, on the first of August, nineteen ninety, um, just one month before his. 43rd birthday um the cause of death was listed as myocardial infarction what me neither <laughs> um something um, to do with the heart um heart stopping or i don't know something like that it's it's heart related um but as yeah. young had no history of heart disease it has been speculated that he either committed suicide with something that he was able to find to poison himself with um, or was murdered by prisoners or prison staff who did not feel safe around him, which I think is also pretty likely as well. So, yeah, that's probably he, he very died flawed. somehow. Could, I mean, forty-three isn't old, so <laughs> I would assume something is has gone there. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, I, like forty-three is kind of old, but not that old. Young enough. I, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't older. kick a 43 year old um, out of bed. <clears throat> I was going to make a joke about your age, but I won't. I'll be nice. Um, yeah, you can go fuck yourself. 
Also, I'm not 43, <laughs> so fuck you. Yeah, I know, but the age no. gap between 43. <laughs> um, yeah, like it. It wouldn't shock me if you know the the actual cause of death was he got a kick in from fellow prisoners or prison staff. Well, that no one's going to feel well. safe around him, are they? Particularly when he's been in prison before and potentially, all right, granted it wasn't proved, but potentially he's still managed to poison someone. You would still yeah. be a little bit yeah. on edge. So it's in everyone's interest, yeah. I think, to maybe get rid of someone like that. Or maybe he did just top himself. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, that's also an option. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. That is the story of Graham Young and the Bovindon poisonings. Um, what do you think, Dom? I know it's not one you've heard of before. How how do you feel about it? You feeling good about your next cup of tea at work? <laughs> um, I I mean to be fair, like I no one make like I work night shifts um in a boarding house, so literally I make my tea. No one else makes it. So if I'm lacing my own tea, then that's that's an issue. Um, <laughs> then we've got another talk to have, maybe off. The <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Principal was like, "Yeah, Dom, we we need to talk." <laughs> Are you good? Are you all right? <laughs> um, no, that was that was very interesting. I was going to say I was very entertained. Um, the the case, I I was very entertained by the case. This guy is an absolute prick, um, and like just full on dirtbag for so many reasons, like calling. A guy's wife while he's in hospital, not knowing when to shut his mouth, like just an absolute dirtbag. Um, but very, very, very fascinating case, um, and one that I've not heard of. And we talked about it in the break. It's not very often that you you have cases of male killers, male serial killers, male murderers, whatever, that use poisoning as yeah. their sort of method that seems like it's very much a female killer mo mm. is using poisonings and and you know it seems like male males are very much more sort of violence and you know strength um rather yeah. than you know poisonings as a method um yeah so and that was one of the reasons I that I, I mentioned it being so different to last week's episode because obviously last week you had young females who did something very, very violent. Whereas this one, you've got yeah. a young male who did something that, granted, it's still, you know, heinous, but it's it's not, yeah, like outwardly violent, like it's sneaky. So, yeah, it's quite yeah. the um, yeah. quite the contrast. <clears throat> oh, definitely, definitely. Um, so yeah, it was it was a very interesting case, and I very much enjoyed it and. Thank you for regaling us with that this week, um, Amy. You're more than welcome. We made it. We all made it through my lisping and my mispronunciations. <laughs> you smashed it. Thanks. I don't like the fact that you used the term smashed because I can't say that either. You, you're killing it. Thank you. That's not even. That's not very good either. No, you're doing fine. amazing, sweetie. <laughs> you're doing good. Keep going. Keep going. Um, <laughs> cool. In that case, Dom, uh, see us out. Yes, gladly. Um, 
thank you again for for listening uh, this week we hope you enjoyed this episode as for next week's episode um next week's episode will be a collaboration episode we recorded is it a few weeks ago now i want to say it was yeah. a few weeks ago now a few weeks ago. um yeah we we recorded a few weeks ago with leo and steven from the amazing podcast spoilers of horror they've been on on the show a few times it was their third third go around um and it's it's another true crime episode but it's um a little bit more light than um than the last few episodes have been with obviously yeah. the slender man stabbings last week and and um a whole lot of poisonings this week um but i've never laughed so much very much looking forward murder. to it yeah <laughs> um like i said it's a it's a lighter true crime episode and it's about a man who had a knack for 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 escaping prison he, he didn't particularly enjoy being cooped up for too long at a time um but very very excited for you guys to hear it um i think you'll really enjoy it and it was a a blast to to record it um but until then um there are many many ways that you can support the show um you can subscribe to the youtube channel you can follow us on your podcast app of choice you can follow us on social media at uh, horror, horror house underscore pod whack a message in the q a section on spotify dm us leave a review leave a rating all of that good stuff um that is free to do and takes 30 seconds of your time we would appreciate it if if you did um if you want to support us financially there is the buy me a coffee link um <laughs> me and amy <laughs> are both, both <laughs> salary wise we've had a bit mishaps it's with regards shit. to our jobs so yeah, <laughs> if you could throw us a few quid on the buy me a coffee <laughs> then we would appreciate it um but yeah um so until I'm drinking nine cups a day week, so i'm gonna um, need it from somewhere yeah <laughs> that is true that is true um but yes um so as always uh from me stay spooky you beautiful people stay spooky <laughs> stay spooky <laughs> <laughs>